0: Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to this edition of BRM Brown Bag session. We are in episode 7 and I have with us today Kelly Connor, strategic partner with Providence St. Joseph Health System, Um, basically a practicing BRM all the way from Oregon. Uh, Happy New Year Kelly, thanks for joining us for this edition of the BRM Brownback um, episode. Uh, I hope you're doing well and staying safe.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to sit down and chat. And yeah, we are we're we're doing we're doing pretty good here. There's so many things going on right now with the pandemic and with natural disasters around us. But right now, we're doing pretty good.
0: So this episode is going to focus on BRM in healthcare. Uh, so for viewers, uh, Kelly. Um, why don't you give us a quick background and a brief information about your career and what led you to be a strategic partner slash BRM in your existing um, you know um, organization? So give us a rundown on your memory lane of your journey for us to get enlightened.
1: Well, it's it's interesting. My my journey has been a little convoluted from a bunch of. BRMs that I meet. Uh, I have 20 years hands-on healthcare experience as a registered nurse. I started as a nurse's assistant and um, ended up working in Neurotrauma Intensive Care Unit. I really enjoyed being a nurse. Um, From my perspective, what's really led me down this path is looking at the problems that we had in healthcare and the adoption of technology and how how could I, as a person who could see both sides, um, to, to say, okay, how can, how can I be a benefit? And walking, walking down that path and really trying to understand both sides is what led me into this role of BRM. Um, I uh, had been in a few, I've, I've held a bunch of different titles and done a lot of strange things. And I'm more than happy to talk about them, but... Um, What uh, it's been now two years that I have been a fully dedicated BRM, although I used a lot of the techniques um, on my own before I even knew what BRM was. And when I uh, finally took the BRM practitioner class, I was just delighted to find out that there was um, a whole group of people that knew way more than I did who was bringing this to life. And um, so that was... Uh, about two and a half years now, um, give or take, and um, and then uh, so that was right as I was uh, opening into my role as strategic partner. So I am a strategic partner, and I cover Providence. Saint Joseph is huge. My area is just home and community care, um, and then we have a whole group of BRMs, which has been downsized through uh, the last two restructures. I mean, we're um, Providence Saint Joseph's is big, so it's nice that we have a um, a group of us, but it's certainly we are stretched thin.
0: Yeah, um, in terms of <clears throat> um, the BRM value, uh, what do you think? Uh, playing this role for the last two years, what value do you think that BRM brings to the overall healthcare industry? And and, and also blending with your experience of that 20 years that you were looking out for something like technology adoption and other stuff, uh, where do you think that BRM really fits in specifically in the healthcare industry?
1: Um, gosh, it is so needed and it's so needed on so many levels. Um, I think I'm going to start that healthcare is weird. And um, I mean, the basics of BRM is the same. And this is what I love about listening to our brown bags and, and to other stuff coming out about in BRM, because I'm listening to people who are doing the same roles. And it's the same problems that we run into everywhere. One of the things that I find is really interesting about healthcare is that. There's this dichotomy in healthcare that we have. um, And I'm open to the conversation if it's like this in other countries. I'm speaking in American healthcare at this moment. But um, we, we have these physicians who are used to being in control of what happens and with their practice and want to be their own practice, but then we get into these larger health systems where they're no longer in control and we can't just implement the shiniest latest project. And so that has created this, these extremes in healthcare where our physicians claim everything is a patient safety issue. And so, in response, our IT has kind of quit listening, and that has made this this really um, difficult conversation between IT saying, we know what's best for you, just stand back and we're going to give you this technology, and the physician saying, you're not listening to us and um so it's really interesting to walk into these conversations and this is what brm brings healthcare is interesting because brm is really the physicians don't know that it's called brm but that liaison position that they think of with it it's really the business side that drives that that says i want it to be part of our strategy so that we can collaborate together. Whereas when I hear a lot of other BRMs talking, they're talking about trying to embed themselves in the business and get pushback from the business side. Whereas in healthcare, we seem to get a lot of pushback from the IS side. And so I think that's, that's just something a little different. Um, but it's a conversation that's open. I'm happy to, maybe that's just my world that I work in.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, the value that we bring in that is really being able to try to move the, the demand. I mean, it's classic BRM, demand shaping and, and value, right?
0: And, and, and I think particularly it is of interest to me, Kelly, because healthcare, um, and particularly with this kind of a pandemic situation that we are in, um, uh, patient safety is one, but also about the different moving parts within the uh, clinical systems and healthcare, becomes very vital. <clears throat> so do you see that as a convergence of the different functions uh, in order to ensure that the patient who comes on board uh, till he being uh, dis- uh, discharged is being seamless in terms of his own overall experience? So who, who who plays that role to look at the end-to-end value chain of the right. patient's journey? Is that something that is uh, possible with the convergence in a healthcare systems, which is such complex in, 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 in APM? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um, who plays that role? That's a great question. We ask that question every single day in healthcare. Um, we, I, it is, I think the answer is, is that it has to be. It's not, is it possible or is it not possible? The answer is we have to figure out how to do this. And we know that we have pockets that do it worse or better than other pockets. Um, in terms of our healthcare um, it's really interesting. So many I see, or I'll read on LinkedIn, or t- hearing people wanting to break into healthcare, or they have this greatest thing for healthcare, which is all about bringing on new products. And the reality is, is that in healthcare, as a BRM, we struggle to break out of the tactical world. Um, It's great that people want to bring in these wonderful new products, but the reality is is that day-to-day we're struggling with lost orders because of fax machines and interoperability. And we don't have the option of saying, you know what, if you can't buy a decent fax machine business that wants to work with us, then we're not going to work with you. We're still required to take these. And so we lose so much time on... Um, systems and interoperability and staff that can't even get laptops or, or broken mouses, like to have a, a physician not be able to work for three hours because they don't, they have a broken mouse. I mean, these are these tactical problems that as a BRM, it's all great to come in and say, Oh, I want to talk about your strategy for the next three years. And they're like, my mouse doesn't work. And so it's this really, um, uh, uh bringing the level of where healthcare it is up to this level of being able to talk strategically but also to to kind of bringing that level to say okay vendor who wants to get into work with this healthcare system what are you really bringing because another third party product that is non standardized with everything else we're working with doesn't help us and so it's that that overall picture
0: no, I, I think you've made a very important point the reality strikes I, I tell people that it is very difficult to be strategic when your fans are on fire um, and i think that's what is happening in most of the cases because the basic things of infrastructure the elements and systems are not really conducive for you to even have a strategic conversation and that's that's the that's the the, the biggest part and, and that's a reality because there is so many different components bringing this is going to be a huge challenge but And I think that's that's the part of the use case, right? Um, What kind of use case do you see uh, BRM should uh, be uh, focusing on um, with the constraints? We we have to understand it is a a constraint driven uh, system, right? With with all the legal and regulatory compliance, infrastructure, resources, you name it. You have all the constraints in one 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 on big bucket. But with that said in mind, what do you think should be our focus areas? Um, as a as a value-driven use case when a BRM is trying to be a part of healthcare? I mean, um, the best intent and effort um, is what I'm think, thinking about it because there are certain things which are out of control, which, which I think I'll leave it off. But having the purview of that strategic vision and convergence and looking at adding value, what kind of the use cases would you recommend for BRMs in healthcare to focus upon? Yeah,
1: um, I would love to open up the conversation to other healthcare BRms I'm just gonna throw that out right now because if you're listening to me and you're thinking oh she might she's this isn't where our organization is at please uh, reach out this is just the beginning of a conversation um, from where I'm looking at there's a there's a few tactical and strategic things that I think BRms are a huge hugely needed right now and um the first one of course is i'm going to say is supply chain um which is making sure that laptops and and mice and ipads and that that we've got a flow of that hardware and the ability to set that hardware up with the right applications on the right wi-fi network um which sounds so simple but it's not always um but really just making sure that we're we're getting that system forward. Then after that, I think one of the big pieces that BRMs excel at that um, is really missing is the demand shaping is being able to listen to what the business is really saying um, being able to translate that into valid problem statements and then figuring out the most standardized easiest way that meets the most workflows and then really walking through what that looks like. Um, Without that demand shaping, we get five ways to do the same thing and then one way that's completely dropped and you just can't do it, but it's necessary for one business line. And, And I think BRMs are really that central key to be able to do that. Um, The other piece that I think healthcare does horribly with is um, um, driving value. Um, There is a ton of value in making sure that our systems are secure. We, um, perfect example, we have a few different EMRs that are third-party hosted. And over, since COVID started, I had one of my EMRs um, got hit by a crypto locker, locker, and then an entire region was down, For over three weeks, we had no NMR because their security was bad. And then we have another region that says that had, um, they also got hit with a crypto locker. They had a full backup system. They like, it was a three minute blip and they didn't even notice. And so to really be able to make sure that the business understands what's being done for them. So that when, you know, the the full Providence St. Vincent's turns on multi-factor authentication for the back EMR that they're trying to get to from their homes because they're working from COVID and all they can do is complain about it. Is that it's like, yeah, you remember that whole region that was down for three weeks on paper? That's what we're trying to avoid. With this, Um, and it's that conversation of driving driving that value Um, because physicians don't care about MFA. Yeah. They don't care about phishing scams and why? Why do you even let that email hit my inbox if it's a bad thing? Um, and so, BRMs are in that position of being able to say, "Hey, you know what? All these things that you think we're pushing on you for no reason, there's really some highly valuable reasons behind it." So,
0: it, it, it's a tough call. I mean, let's be honest, because you're trying to um, you're you're trying to convince someone who's already. Uh, uh, Already made up his mind, made up their mind that they don't want to listen. Uh, anyway, they're <laughs> going to talk about some jargons. So, do you think that technology is going to be important for BRMs to also embrace to understand some of those nuances and trends, beat in cybersecurity threats and um, some of the technology aspects to be familiarized to be able to communicate well with the business? Do you think that as BRMs, you also need some technical uh, skills um, around IT that they could demonstrate well? Do you think that? today's uh, BRMs process, their skills or what kind of skills would you think are going to be important for BRMs to do? a
1: Yeah, that's a really good question because I come into this with registered nurse skills. Like this is my, um, uh, I come from a technology family, so I, I had all the jargon, but um, in order for me to be functional in my role, I have had to do a lot of, um, study and grabbing people and saying, Hey, wait, this networking, this is what they're telling me and I don't really buy it. And what it what does this mean? And then sitting down on a whiteboard with somebody who has that knowledge to, to, to teach me. Um, and also had to take a, take a few classes. I did actually take a, like an, an online internet, crash course in uh, cybersecurity so that I knew what we were talking about. I do think that it is important for BRMs not to be the expert um, or be able to do these technical things. That's what we have core IT for. And we're never going to be better than they are because we are this like overall jack of all trades. But we do need to understand what they're saying. And um, so, I absolutely believe that technical knowledge is um, important in this role.
0: And in terms of the uh, last couple of questions that I thought will swing around is, um, what else is the largest challenge that you see as part of being in this role? Is that something that is frustrating in terms of oh, I don't know when this this magic wand will come to wipe out this biggest challenge? Any any specific challenges that you would call out as as the most frustrating one uh, that you're you know, still finding uh, a way to travel through?
1: Well, besides fax. Fax is, well, telecom. Yeah, telecom and fax is my nemesis. Um, honestly, my biggest struggle day-to-day is trying to work my way into the strategic BRM role because that is needed and it is so important, but not but still doing everything tactical. Um, and it's, uh, so just walking that line between the two and there's something in the, the BRM box that has, that says that once you establish yourself as a tactical BRM, it's, I won't quote it perfectly, but it's almost impossible to switch over to the strategic BRM. And I just like, feel like that quote embodies my life. And so really trying to get to that place where i the business is inviting me in, I'm sitting in their strategic leadership Meetings. I want to drive value with you know. Okay, this is our larger plan, but then I give an update on oh, here's where those missing laptops were. So um, yeah, that is that is my largest struggle. Is that 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 line between tactical and strategic?
0: And I think to be honest, that you cannot raise to the question of being strategic without proving your metal around fixing that fire, dousing that fire on a daily basis. Um, you are the go-to person or someone to come and reach out if they have a, a question. So it, it is tough, but I think it takes time and effort to bring that to that level. So the overall maturity is required from all functions for the BRMs to actually enable that level of confidence to do that. But uh, I, I always say that the BRMs are unsung heroes or heroines because they actually do a lot of things behind the scene but if the, anything doesn't work, then uh, you blame the PRM because they didn't do a good job. Um, but uh, that's what it is. Uh, but you you have a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day uh, that you made a difference, you made an impact uh, to human lives, um, to to people, uh, your co-workers, uh, and and that that's a pride that everybody gets, and and I see that being um, uh, useful. The last one is um, in terms of um, uh, what would be your expectations for from fellow Uh, BRM professionals in the healthcare industries. What is your call for action? Uh, Because we are trying to um, launch an episode. We started off with the BRM in healthcare. We hope that many of the people could join and share insights like what you shared today, but uh, anything that um, as this podcast goes live, that you would like to make a call for action that we can make a group and and, and start uh, debating even more on some of the trends that you would like to ask them.
1: My call to action is just to speak up and uh, join in some forums. I found some forums that we're not really active in. Um, I I'm not quite sure where. Um, I'm not quite sure why we're not being so active because I know that there are BRMs in healthcare and we're working around. I saw a great uh, video on uh, speaking around the intake process uh, with healthcare. My call to action is just to be, be vocal. Join in. Um, if you've got, um, uh, reach out. I think, Suresh, you had talked about um, being open to, to receiving people to say, where, where are you working? What are you doing? Um, I'd love to see us get together some more brown bags like this or maybe a panel where we're talking with more healthcare um, providers I th- I suspect that there's a bunch of us and we love this idea of this strategic partnering but we kind of keep our mouth shut because we're not really working there yet and think um, that we don't do ourselves any favors by keeping keeping our mouths shut, because what we really need to do is open that conversation and learn from each other. And that's what I really hope by coming on today, is that we can find a group that, that we can learn together.
0: And this is exactly what is the purpose that we hosted this BR and Brownback sessions, to bring in that like-minded people who are day in and day out actually doing their work within that particular domain, in this case, healthcare. To come there share insights and bring in a, a, a larger part of the tribe and as a tribe we all grow and we know that it's the same problem with everyone so i hope that looking at this video and with your insight today we will have more people join us on the BRM in healthcare and uh, you never know within the year's time we will see more such kind of conversations and uh, thanks for kick-starting that initiative today kelly it's been an absolute Thank you for having me. it's been an absolute pleasure Have you on board today? And uh, I hope we can uh, stay connected and uh, keep the conversations going. Yeah,
1: thank you.